Here at Notes of Agoon, we want you to have amazing sex, which is why I want to tell you about a popular sex enhancer, the Promescent Delay Spray, that's been used by over a million men and is clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. It takes the edge off and sensitivity levels down, so you don't have to worry about finishing too soon. Don't want to worry about that. No prescriptions, no mess, no pesky subscriptions require just better sex, guaranteed with a 60-day money-back policy. I recently used it, and I'll tell you this, uh, uh, it's a better product than some of the other products on the market. They sell condoms that do a similar thing, and um, if you pull the condom off and then go in raw, which you're going to, uh, uh, it will transfer the, the numbness to your partner, whereas Promescent Delay Spray does not do that. Uh, so see what the buzz is about for yourself and grab a bottle along with all your sexual wellness products from specially formulated arousal gels to supplements and more in one trusted spot that ships fast and discreet. So go to promescent.com. They've got an assortment of products to enhance your sex life. And if you use promo code GOON, you're going to get 15% off your purchase and free shipping. One more time, that's promo code GOON for 15% off your purchase and free shipping. Just go over to P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. Dot com And again, use that promo code GOON for 15% off your purchase and free shipping. All right, let's get this show started. What's up, goons? It's episode 75 of Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn, Chris Fega. Backing the studio after two weeks of doing this show in my home, COVID riddled. I am joined by my stalwart producer, Mikey Harrington. How are you, Mikey? I don't. I don't know, Mikey Harrington. What do you mean? No, I don't. I don't know that guy. What? That's you. He's not here. What? No, I'm Mike Harrington, your stalwart producer. Wait a second. Okay. Oh, it's been a while, so I forgot that you prefer Michael. Is it Michael Harrington? I just said Mike. Mike is fine. Mike is what you like. Yeah, Mike, I like it. Hmm. I like Mike, right? That would be like that presidential slogan. Yeah. See, Mike is what you prefer. Sure. It's been a long time. Mike Harrington. It's been a really long time. You forgot that I dislike the name Mikey. I completely forgot. Yeah? Yeah, I completely That's forgot. That's why you're smiling mischievously? <laughs> mischievous? Mm-hmm. I'm an adult man. How can I smile mischievously? I don't know, but you're get, you're doing it. You're somehow doing it. I don't know. You shouldn't be. It's it's unbecoming of a man clearly in his fifties. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, I don't know why you gotta. I don't know why you gotta age me up just because you're in your early forties. All right. Okay. Look, I'm just saying that's the that's the that's why you prefer Michael. You're an older man. You're a distinguished man. It's, it's Mike. Mike. Mike is oh, fun. Mike is what you want. Yes, just not Mikey. It just seems weird that you hate the Mikey thing so much. It's just I, I don't get it. Okay, it's not yours to get, Chris. This is the one thing I've ever fought you on. All right. Ah, it seems fine. Um, we both had COVID, and now you can't eat food. Yeah. You just had some um, uh, uh, General Tso's chicken, and then I, I think you were shitting for like an hour. <laughs> I was shitting for quite some time. You were shitting, it, it, and it, but it was like immediately. Like It's like almost like you had food, like you were full of food up to your esophagus. Uh-huh. And then you put that food in, uh-huh. and then all uh, that. Yeah, it, just push the rest out. Yeah, like where there's still some blue Play-Doh in the Play-Doh playset, mm-hmm. and then you put some red Play-Doh behind it, but then a little blue comes out first. Like it seems like that's maybe what happened mm. when you put this chicken in. You were in there for a while. I think that's exactly what happened. And that's a symptom of long COVID. 
Is it? I don't know. Okay. But here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know you can, uh, we talked about it on the show a couple weeks back, uh, you can now file for disability with the Americans with Disabilities Act if you have long COVID. Mm-hmm. So let's look up the symptoms of long COVID and see if we could somehow fake them to get a check. Okay. Because um, I think it's like, it's things like lethargy, trouble focusing. Uh, Ooh. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah. All right, I have the whole list here for you. If you want to read Sleepy that. times. Oh, fatigue. Mm-hmm. Cough. Jet. Memory, concentration, or sleep problems. Mike, I think I had long COVID before I got COVID. Depression or anxiety, memory, concentration, or sleep problems. Got that? Fatigue? I'm always tired. Dizziness when you stand? Dude, if, I, I get that. If you've been drinking? Dude, I sometimes I stand up real fast for no reason, and then I get all lightheaded. Dude, I think I had long COVID way before I got COVID. I think we could totally get this disability. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you know, the pooping isn't on here, but that's certainly telling you. Since I had COVID... Food and me do not mix. Now, we both thought it was impossible for us to get COVID, which I now I'm kind of pretty, I'm a little mad about the Omicron thing. Why? I don't know, man. I like being, I like dodging the COVID bullets. You know what I mean? Nah, I'm, I'm just glad I got it. Yeah, it's kind of over with now. This is a weird thing. Uh, what do you think people care about less? Um, uh, COVID at this point or January 6th? Because we're coming up on the anniversary of January 6th. We're sitting here recording this January 3rd. Isn't today the day that you need to be vaccinated too to like work? Pro- I thought the Supreme Court threw that out. The mandates are unconstitutional. Are they? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I thought January 3rd was a big day. I'm sure. Um, um, hmm. But it, it is kind of this thing where it's like, it feels. Oh, Philadelphia has the vax requirement starting in uh, okay. January 3rd. That's why. Because I get most of my news from Philadelphia Conspiracy Podcasts. Hmm. Fair enough. Shout out Billy and Spud. Fair enough. Probably shouldn't be where you get your news from. I mean, they, you know, they, they broke down the fucking Pizzagate scandal in a way that I could understand. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but. Let's, uh, what was I saying? I, I am kind of, like, so people are over COVID. I mean, we're clear on that, right? Oh, yeah. It's a very weird I, camp of the the traumatized mm-mm. and people who were over COVID, right? Like, so it for up until I'd say even three months ago, it was a camp of people who were like, COVID is real. You're stupid if you're going outside, which was a large camp of people. And those people were still going outside. They were just kind of pretending that they weren't on social media, right? right? And now it is a massive group of people who are just like, yeah, COVID's over, we're done. And then there's like 3% of the population who are so traumatized from the last two years that they're like, no, we have to shut down again. Bro, I just read a tweet, right, where this chick was like, finally, Atlanta has come to their senses and they're going to go back to online-only learning for the entire school system. Insane. motherfuckers were responding like, why can't – at Heather Hochul or whatever that fucking bitch's name is in the governor of New York. Do this in Ka- New York. Kathy Hochul? Sure. Um, yeah, but like people were freaking the fuck out that New York isn't doing this. I think it's for the best. We probably should not be doing that. The- no, we've destroyed an entire generation oh. of children. Dude, there here's a crazy thing. I talked about it on the show last week when you weren't um when you when you weren't being stalwart. 
Uh, I was being pretty stalwart. Because you, you had COVID or whatever. Yeah, we both had COVID. We could, have recorded a, we could have recorded a podcast together, Mike. We both had COVID. Yeah, but... We couldn't have uh, given each other COVID. Other people here don't have COVID, and I wasn't trying to be coming in here with COVID. I have recording equipment in my house, Mike. Fucking Yo MMA Raps is a, you know, he's going to be in this studio before us now. You All want right, me to whatever. get those guys COVID? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're a bad friend. Um, COVID. Blah. Oh, yeah. My cousin, my cousin's son... Uh, they had to test him at. They had to give him a home test for COVID, and he started crying because they thought they were blaming him because my cousin Brian had his uncle had COVID, and they were like, "Well, you have a cold, so we have to make sure it's not COVID." And he was like, "You're trying to say that I'm killing Uncle Brian because he's fucking traumatized from the last two years of fucking COVID shit," well, I- and they didn't. They thought he was fine until this came up. Okay. I just meant in the sense that these fucking kids, like, haven't been able to socialize and Also, kids. yeah, also doesn't um, know arithmetic. That there's, yeah, I mean. You can't tape a number line to your carpet in your house. That's how kids learn. I never fucking understood the number line thing. Any kid who was using a number line to help them with their adding and subtracting, I looked down on when I was a child. Dude, they tried to explain it to me. I'm like, this is gay. With the number line. I never used it. I was like, Dude, this is. Dude, they made you tape that shit to your desk. And I'm like, any kid, that's like fucking. Moving your lips when you read. <laughs> who, who the fuck is using a number line, you fucking dopes? Um, you got some stupid-ass kids out there if they're really using that number line, dude. True. Yeah, it's embarrassing to have that in your home, so certainly yeah. people wouldn't be doing that. But, I mean, no, like, there is, you know, how many fucking kids who, like, didn't have, you know, like, the best high-end computer, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. there's massive wealth disparity that comes with at-home learning, right? Just, like, people's access to the internet. Um and it's like, yeah, like these kids need to be going to school and fucking socializing and being kids. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I'm glad we're open here. And it's very clear that Omicron is not killing people. Even Fauci came out and said, look, it's, we should probably be focusing on the hospitalizations, not the cases. That's the guy who's been pushing cases the whole time when all of us were going, why are you talking about, well, not all of us, mostly me yelling into a void. But. Why are we talking about fucking cases? I've been saying that for two fucking years. The only thing that matters is hospitalizations. Well, deaths. Who cares? Deaths are a good thing. Those people aren't consuming resources that we could otherwise consume. Hospitalizations are consuming resources that are needed for things. Gotcha. Like, they're going to have to check me out when I get this false disability claim for long COVID. You're going to need to get one, too. We're going to be the long COVID podcast. And people are going to see how inspirational we are now that we're disabled and we're still doing this podcast. To be fair, we were disabled well before long COVID. Because of long COVID. Well, It's a time loop, dude. Sure. We got loopered into long COVID, dude. Dude, that's pretty sick. Dude, it's fucking crazy, dude. COVID is so powerful, it fucking went through time and infected us in the future and the past. You know what I'm saying? Joseph Gordon-Levitt brought you COVID. Dude, that son of a bitch. Brick, that movie sucked. Brick ruled. How the fuck are you going to hate on Brick? Because it sucks, Mike. When did you see that movie? Because I watched it during the pandemic, so I'm a grown-up. Did you see that a long time ago? Yeah, I saw it when I was in high school. Yeah, okay. It is not It is not good. It holds up. No, it does not. Yes, it does. When's the last time you watched it? Like seven, eight years ago? That's a long time ago. Man. You were like 30 then. Okay. Uncalled for. I was in my mid-20s. Um, no, dude, that shit holds up. They call the cops bulls. It's not a good movie. No, it's dope. I don't even know what they're doing in that movie. He's like a he's a noir, he's a noir detective fucking yeah. hall monitor. 
It's the stupidest fucking no, movie I've he, ever seen. He used to be a drug dealer. He got out of the game. His girlfriend died thanks to a bad pack. Dude, it's like the Maltese Romeo and Juliet from the 90s. It's fucking stupid. What's wrong with the Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet? It's great when you're fucking 13. Yeah, I've not seen that one again since. It's not That's good. what I'm saying. It's like it's great when you're a child. Mm. That's what I'm saying. It's like maybe you'd be still attached to it because you saw it when you were younger. But it dude, is, dude, it's Leo doing Shakespeare. It's got to be good. I'm just saying, Brick is not good. That is also like it's gonna like the outfits in the Romeo and Juliet are not gonna hold up. Plus the way they change the actual. How do you make Shakespeare worse? It's already boring as shit. They made it more boring. Yeah, there's like some fucking gay or shit. I don't fucking like that fucking. Ugh. For fucking girls. But look, we got to get this long... This Joseph Gordon-Levitt gave us COVID back in time. So we have long COVID. So we have to get disability. That's going to be pretty sweet for us, Mike. Dude, you know how tight that's going to be? Dude, uh, yeah. Because they're going to be like, hey, like I noticed you guys are still like lifting stuff. And we're going to be like, nah, but like we have like fatigue, though. Yeah, we and get real tired after we lift stuff. Yeah, and then we, we got all this trouble with concentration and sleeping. Sorry, what were you saying? I can't concentrate. I got the See, COVID. You got that long COVID, dude. We got to get this disability from this long. Dude, the real thing is, is if you just say you have long COVID, they can't prove it. There's no way to prove if you have long COVID. So if you just convince a doctor you have long COVID, you know what that means? Fucking handicap parking, dog. Dog. Dude, that's what you want is that handicap parking, that long COVID handicap parking. You're telling me I can get on disability and because I poop more than I used to, I can get a handicap parking sticker? Exactly, dude. Golly. That's what we need. It's the American dream, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Long COVID. We've got we've both got long COVID. We're gonna need we're gonna need to I need you to pull up the uh disability form and see what we need to give them. But it's gonna be hard to concentrate on because of all this COVID. Can somebody fill that out for us? Also, we're still taking entries for the uh fan engagement engagement contest. We'll be doing that for another week or so. Uh and then we're gonna announce a winner at the end of this month. But you can email askthegoon at gmail.com for to enter your uh, fan engagement engagement. I think that'll be a good that's gonna be good. Um, um, also here's some fan engagement that I need. I need you to tweet the president of Lithuania because he has not responded to my request for an interview. He's an asshole. Let me see if I can pronounce this guy's name correctly. Um Hold on. Lithuania. We discussed Lithuania on the show last week, Mike, uh, and how it's a very gangster modern country. Uh, but I, uh, we need uh, uh, the current president of Lithuania is uh, Gitanas Nozeda. He has a Twitter account. How many followers? Let me see. Not a ton surprisingly small amount of followers. I think it was like 5,000. I got more followers than the president of Lithuania. And he won't come on the show. Dude, what a bitch. Um, he, why is he fucking big-timing you, Chris? I know. What is he doing that's so important? Running fucking Lithuania? Yeah, exactly. Bro, dude. I can handle that while he's on the show. Dude, yeah, you could just do it. Like, just be like, dude, like, I've got long COVID and I could do your job. Oh, I got oh, he's you. got 28,000 followers. That's pretty good. All right, that's, that's all of the people in Lithuania. Yeah, that's solid. That's cool uh, that he has 100% follower rate in his country. Yeah, but if you just go at G I T A N A S N A U S E D, just tweet at Gitanis Nozeda on uh, Twitter and tell him to come on the show. That's good fan engagement right there. 
Uh, Just be like, yo, come on the fucking goon squad or you're a bitch, dude. Stop being a fucking bitch. Like, you can't come with, like, first of all, I don't think you realize how many people listen to this show. It's 7 billion people. Bro, he's, his whole timeline is just going to be nothing but fucking at mentions about what a bitch he is. Dude, yeah. I can't know. have that as a world leader. And our, and our listeners have like seven or eight alt accounts usually. Minimum. Minimum. Seven or eight alt accounts. So, look, because they got beef with China right now, heavy. Mm-hmm. So, I think you need, you need some fucking help. So, I think maybe you need to come get the message out on the show. Bro, get the goon squad on your side. Dude, that'll help you out, dude. Bro, so, we fucking, we back the Texans all of a sudden. They're fucking Super Bowl Olympic champions. champions. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. We're going to get that, dude. So yeah, email askthegoon at gmail.com for your uh, fan engagement, engagement ideas. And if you just need any life advice, we've been giving out life advice for a long time. I think we've saved a lot of lives despite suffering with long COVID for as long as we have. 30-some years? It's crazy. Dude, how have we made it this long? It's crazy. We need some. We need back disability. They need to give us thirty years of disability from that fucking son of a bitch, Looper, son of a bitch, Joseph Gordon Levitt. I, be, I bet we'll get it. You also got to give me my money back that I paid renting brick on Amazon Prime. Well, I mean, it's one ninety nine. I want it back. What you could do is next time he comes through, you could just have him Looper back to the moment before you spent the yeah, one ninety nine on brick. Dude, why and just have him just, knock yeah. the controller out of your hand? Yeah, just be like, dude, don't watch that movie. It stinks. Hmm. Moving on. So rude. Such a good film. You want to hear something funny, Mike? Always. Betty White's fucking dead. (laughs) 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 That old bitch died. (laughs) What a fucking retard. Holy shit. How funny is it that an old lady died? I mean, that that was her whole thing. Was like, oh, she's not not dead dead. yet. Oh. Now you are. Dude, I hate the way people talk about Betty White as like, she was just on the Golden Girls. Stop pretending you watched the Golden Girls, lady. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, shut up. I watched the first episode on, uh, on New Year's Eve. I'm sure you watched. watched the, you've seen everybody's seen one episode of The Golden Girls. That was the first time. Stop acting like you know the entire career. This is like when all these fucking comedians were talking about Don Rickles when he died. It's like shut up. You never watched any Don Rickles except for the clips they show on like some fucking anniversary episode of The Tonight Show. Who the fuck? Shut the fuck up. Hey, he was great in Dirty Work and fucking uh, Casino. But that's all you knew Don Rickles from, guy. Guy who was born in 1990. Shut up. 88, but sure. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, it's like people posting about that shit. Shut up. I don't know, dude. Uh, the one big bright side of Betty White's passing is that everybody was sharing her nudes on Twitter. On, yeah, uh, I saw Sunday. a bunch of Betty White nudes. Not terrible. Not that bad. Yeah. You know? You kind of crazy that they were out there. You got to give a pass to any white woman before like 1989 when on it comes the to the ass. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, other than that, was not in fashion at the time. No, no, and even was... then, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, come on, wasn't great. It was not anything that right. Wasn't particularly about. shapely, no. Mm-mm. But you I know? wouldn't have thrown her out of bed. That's for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's Betty White. You could break a hip throwing her out of bed. Mm. Why would I? Oh, break one of her hips. Yeah. So I'd have to fuck her just because. She would die otherwise? I mean, you just don't kick the elderly out of bed. Yeah. They probably can't handle the kicks. Is that how she died? Yeah, she got kicked out of bed. <laughs> she wasn't even the slutty one on the Golden Girls, you know? No, she was the dumb one. Yeah. What did she do before the Golden Girls? Didn't she play like a slut in some other thing? She had her own show in like the 50s because everybody was talking about how she was like really good to a black dude on the show. 
I'll bet. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'd have to be. She ain't got no ass. <laughs> That's the only way he would talk to her. Yeah. She was nice to him on the show or just in general? No, no, no. So, like, the network came to them and was like, yo, we can't be having this black guy on TV all the time. It's upsetting white America. And she was like, oh, yeah? Well, guess what? He gets three numbers next week. Oh, like musical numbers? I don't know. Whatever he was doing. Whatever his talent was. If he was a Crap comic, dancing? dancer, I don't know. Yeah. You assuming that he was soft shoe on there? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, he might have been doing a minstrel show. I don't know what his... Why would a black guy do a minstrel show? A minstrel show is a white guy in blackface. Make... Well, then they had that movie Bamboozle. Betty White was progressive, and yeah, she got to Bamboozle before Spike Lee. Dude, that's pretty fucking sweet. All right, you know what? I take back everything bad I ever said about Betty White. I just don't like... We talked about it with Bill Murray on the show. I don't like when celebrities get that weird status... Of like they don't actually have to do anything, and then if they just talk, people are like, "Oh my god, this is I don't know, dude. Bill Murray like showing up that that old Wendy story about uh, shut the fuck up. I hate him. Bill Murray taking a fry off a guy's plate and looking him dead in the eyes and saying, "Nobody's gonna believe you." Yeah, who can't? It's Ugh. pretty funny. Ugh, it's so douchey. Man, you just don't have joy in your heart. No, that's because of long COVID, dude. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot. I got long COVID. I forgot I took the joy out of my heart, dude. You're suffering and disabled, my yeah, bad. Yeah, dude, I'm disabled. I'm trying to get this fucking disability claim from this long COVID, dude. Okay. My bad. Took all the joy out of my heart, COVID, dude. Sorry to hear that. You didn't answer my question before. What, what was that? What do you think people care less about? The insurrection, which wasn't an insurrection, or COVID at this? Because people are done with COVID. Yeah, I feel And like- I think people are kind of done with January 6th. Nah, they're not done with that because they got the fucking. The, isn't there some kind of report going on right now? Yeah, about but all even that? that, I feel like people don't give a fuck. People are kind of just like, yeah, like so. There hasn't been like by this point after nine eleven, the Patriot Act was already passed, and they were already doing the spying on fucking the spying shit, right? Right. So after January sixth, they were like, yo, they're just gonna turn that entire device inward, and that hasn't happened. What do you mean, turn that device inward? So basically, they literally said, like, all of the intelligence um, agencies were going to use the infrastructure they built up during the war on terror against American citizens. And that has not happened. Mm. And it's kind of too late for it to happen, I feel like. You know what I mean? Something else would have to happen. Okay, Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Um... So I don't really know. Hmm. I I just I, I feel like most the average person doesn't really think about January sixth anymore. The same way the average person the average person kind of thinks about COVID. Still, you know what I mean. I feel like most people do COVID. Yeah. Well, most people don't care though. No, like listen. Most not- people think about COVID in the way that they go. God damn it! I feel like people still care about this, so I kind of mm. have to do these things. Nah, dude. I was at uh, I was at um, Alex's uh, family's house mm. yesterday for like you know they do like some kind of big New Year's Day celebration, and it was which I mean who, that's fucking rude to do that. It was someone's birthday. All right, that's fair. So like I guess. the whole family gets together and you like spend New Year's Day with family. That's nice. What time? Like three p.m., bro. It's kind of early, dude. Shut up. New Year's Day? Bro, we went to, me and Alex went to bed at like 9 a.m., woke up at like 1. That's what I'm saying. That's a little rude. And we made it there on time. Who cares? I'm just saying it's a little rude to do that. Nah, it was nice. Anyway, the what I what was rough about it is that uh, like 
we walk in and immediately like the people in this family who are like a little bit older than me, you know, like uh, mid to late forties, they were freaking out about COVID um, from like an old person. You know what I mean? Like there was an old person there and she was sick and they were like, oh, she's going to give us all COVID. It's a real problem. And then they were interrogating her about where she was, if she saw anyone How old new. was this person? I don't know. She's like in like her 70s, 80s. We're all going to just get COVID. Are they That's not what I'm listening? saying. Are they not watching any of the new stuff about it? No, they were like, they're freaking out about it. Like it's still fucking March of 2020. It was crazy. But I think that's more people than you realize, Chris. I think it's way less people than it was six months ago. Oh, certainly. That's what I'm saying is I think we've hit the precipice of it being like 80% of the population doesn't care. Mm-mm. No, so what it is is what you're- Old th- people are not that high of a percentage, thankfully, because COVID killed so many of them. <laughs> So, uh, like, what I've noticed is, like, from, like, pretty liberal talking pieces, right? Like, guys, like, who I who I follow who have always had, like, a very liberal agenda, like the Bill Simmons of the world. Okay. People who, like, take corporate checks, they're starting to, like, examine this narrative a little bit. You know, I've noticed yes. that, which has been nice. Like, well, which to, that, it trickles down to the people you're talking about eventually. Right, that's fair. But it is, like, there's... There, I don't know why you chose Bill Simmons. What do you mean? Bill Simmons is a sportscaster, and he's a sports journalist, isn't he? Sure, but I mean, he's, he's... He's a liberal agenda? Oh, yeah. As a sports journalist? So he's not oh, really... Oh, wait a second. Are the sports he covers not diverse enough? <laughs> Does the NFL not have enough diversity? Well, it's not only that. He's also a CEO of, like, a multimedia company. So it's like, you know, okay. there, like there's different roles there, and, like, there are... He um... hires all those ladies on the sidelines that all men hate? Mm-hmm. He <laughs> he runs an employment agency for dinghy bras in the locker rooms of the NFL. No, he runs a media company very similar to Gas Digital. But he's like, you know, if you look at his employee roster versus our employee roster of, you know, all guys who look like me, it's very different. You're talking about the production staff there. At the ringer, yeah. I mean, the production staff, like the the writers, the on-air talent, the... The on-air talent here is fairly diverse. Sure. But, I mean, the... the um, the also like the content of the network, right? Of their network is like extremely like uh, you know, guys like Derek Thompson go on there and talk about like fucking you know the the statistics from the disease that the Pod Save America guys started over there, you know, mm. like that's the 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 greater. Oh, you're talking about the racial the racial disparity in the deaths from COVID? No, no, no. I'm saying like the the like. Outside of just talking about sports, like he does, like he does a bunch of pop culture stuff, and then everybody else who works there does podcasts outside of sports. Um, you know, and like the yeah, it's just one of those like they're owned by Spotify. You know what I mean? Like he he sold out, and like the whole thing has always been very like following the line of like what is like moral and decent, and you know that is kind of a weird thing where there's a lot of guys who even if they don't quite agree. With those talking points, they like want to say their point, but then make sure that there's something. They always want to like. Do you ever notice about th- these kind of guys? So like, even if they break on whatever the talking point is, even if they sit, stay like, maybe we shouldn't do this because of COVID. They always have to make sure that they bring back up that they think all of these other things are terrible that aren't with the talking points. You know what I mean? The boilerplate like liberal talking point ad- agenda, right? Where you get canceled for not be doing it, right? Right, 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 right. So, like, somebody will go, um, I believe, um, like, if they don't think, um, let's say, we'll use January 6th, because we were also talking about that. If they don't think January 6th was t- 
technically a coup. It was just a riot in a government building, which is my personal stance uh, that I own. They'll they'll say that. Uh, I have lots of reasons why I believe that. Uh, which no, I, but I just it's a stance that you own is pretty funny. Yeah, I own that stance. It, it was not an, an attempted. I'll argue that point with literally anyone. I know because a coup needs to have backup, right? You can't just have a coup in one building. That's stupid. This is a massive country with 300 million. You can't just kill 50 senators and you run the government. That's retarded. That's a stupid, stupid thought. You can't even win Call of Duty that way. There's objectives, you fucking idiots. It's the stupidest idea ever that they, these people were going to kill all the senators. Then they were like, well, they tried to like, you know, they had the count. I'm sorry if I've done this rant before. They had the count in the box that Mike Pence had. Do you think that wasn't written down elsewhere? They didn't have a floppy disk <laughs> with what was in that box, you fucking idiots? It's so stupid. But let's say a uh, one of these more liberal-minded guys had said that, what I just said. They would have been like, this is fucking so dumb. I have played Assassin's Creed. Coups are elegant. That's not a coup. Right? But then they would go, but look, I understand that white nationalists are a massive growing problem in this country, and we need to keep an eye on them. We probably should have a commission that looks into domestic terrorism. They would do that. You know what I mean? There is a lot of that, like, even when they kind of break with stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, the most fun one of that for me has just been the people who are like, look, I hate to admit it, but the laws of the laws in Kyle Rittenhouse should have been acquitted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just the amount of, like, <gasps> And then they'll, but then they'll throw in there, they'll be like, you know, the real problem in this country is that a kid that age would even think of picking up a gun. Mm-hmm. Shut up. That's not what we're talking about. That's great that you believe that 17-year-olds shouldn't shoot people. Fu- oh, wow. News at 11, jerk off. <laughs> Cares. <laughs> Fucking so dumb. All of these people, I don't even remember what we were talking about. It's so dumb. We're talking about Betty White, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's still dead. She's fucking dead, that old fucking broad. What a dumb bitch. What an idiot. Oh, it's hilarious. She fucking died. They had a magazine. Mike, did you hear this? There was a magazine coming out with just about how healthy she is at 100. And <laughs> yeah. then she died. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about spiking the ball before the goal line. Yeah, what an asshole. Holy shit, really fucking screwed the pooch on that one. If any Thing, I would say uh, Time Magazine uh, or People Magazine killed Betty White. People with Magazine hubris. Yo, People Magazine killed Betty White with irony. <laughs> <laughs> they, speaking of screw the pooch, they just rolled up the magazine and swung it at her like a bad dog. <laughs> That's what killed her. Oh, did they say? Is there a cause of death? Being ninety nine, Chris. It's just she just uh, a strong wind. Yeah, dude. She died of old age. <laughs> Not COVID though. No. Good. Thank God. No, if, they, if COVID took Betty White as like its last hurrah. We'd be locked back down, I think. These fucking idiots <laughs> would just go, can you believe it, Betty White? Died? Yes, I can believe that she died of anything. <laughs> Any, she, 100. You name it. Yeah, it's pretty hard to live to 100. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> Betty White is dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, you were said you sent me something about Alexandria. Uh, what the fuck is her Ocasio Cortez? Yes, that is uh, her name. That's her full name there. Uh, I always say AOC, and then but then sometimes I try to say the full name, and I forget what the O stands for. You know, it's kind of hard to remember Ocasio. And I'm like Octavius. Mm-hmm. You know, 
but yeah, um, Spider-Man villain. Yeah, like Doctor Oct- Otto Octavius. Um, so she came out with the what was the oh she basically you said you showed me something from Defiant Elves where she was shitting on Ted Cruz when he went down to. Uh, Cancun. Cancun during the uh, snowstorm in Texas that had the entire power grid frozen. Fucking people were all stuck and not moving. Uh, she shitted on him, but then she's in Miami as well. I think we just said COVID doesn't matter anymore. I don't care that she's in Miami. Also, senators don't do anything. They don't govern cities. They're not act- like you know what I mean. Like they're right. supposed to represent you elsewhere. They're not really grassroots on the ground getting shit done. I thought it was stupid when people shit on Ted Cruz for that. Right, but it is like there there is a certain civic responsibility to be like, okay, like this is No, it's an optics <clears throat> thing. Yeah, I don't well, know. You shouldn't really care about optics. That's not your job. Your job is not to be boots on the ground. What is she gonna do? She gonna start fucking swabbing people's noses? I mean What was he gonna do? Was he gonna fix the power grid? What's Ted Cruz's stupid job in that? You know you weren't even able to drive around because the roads were all fucked because you're not used to having snow in Texas. Better to be somewhere warm so he could be nimble if they need him to. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, it seems like you got it all figured out, Chris. The funny thing about this, though, is there's a great uh, tweet from her, which is pretty funny. Um, uh, so one of Trump's advisors tweeted about her and wrote, um, uh, so there's a picture of her in Miami with her boyfriend. He's wearing mandals. And uh, she's holding a drink and says, uh, <clears throat> Steve Cortez writes, if one, if leftists like a- AOC actually thought mandates and masking worked, they wouldn't be frolicking in free Florida. I mean, the fact that she's on vacation in Florida yeah. is, is interesting. That's the most interesting part. Well, I mean, she's also there with uh, her white boyfriend and white people are the devil, but sure. I don't think she says white people are the devil. Mm, she insinuates but, it. I mean, white people kind of aren't the devil, Mike. Let's just not be fucking ridiculous here. Um, her guy is show too. His her guy is showing his gross, pale male feet in public, not at a pool slash beach with hideous sandals. O for two. Now, this is a pretty standard trolling burn for uh, you know to 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 lob at the opposite side. I think it's a little it's a. It's a little bit of a stretch, but if you're one of these people who tweets 15 times a day, you're kind of searching for content, especially if you have to have your content messaging all be on shitting on this one group of people, right? Yeah, whatever. He he, he got his. So um, her response was, if Republicans are mad they can't date me, they could just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustration onto my boyfriend's feet, which right there, solid, that is a solid, uh, uh, we'll call it a clapback. But where it got weird is the second tweet. She followed uh, up. She it's starting to get old, ignoring the very obvious, strange, and deranged sexual frustrations that under that underpin the Republican fixation on me, women, and LGBT plus people in general. You don't count in that last part, lady. I don't. You're clearly on a straight date with a man, right? Like well, it's just it doesn't count. Wait, why do why do you throw the LGBTQ thing in there? Uh, these people clearly need therapy. Won't do it. And use politics as their outlet instead. It's really weird. What? These people clearly need therapy, won't do it, and use politics as their outlet instead. It's really weird. Yeah, but it's like, aren't politics her outlet? Like, isn't that politics is everybody's outlet? That's what she... all these people need therapy. <laughs> she needs therapy. 
Have you ever seen? Oh, I wish I could find it. They, it. Like, I taken off Twitter. There was this great video of her cross-examining Mark Zuckerberg, uh, to where he like he he almost glitched out. Like the ro- his robot brain almost. I broke. remember this. Yeah, dude. It we was looked for it on the show once. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so fucking. Can't find it anymore. It's not on the internet. Dude, it's so fucking funny because she just start, starts being like, "Do you know you had lunch with a white supremacist?" And he was like, "What? I did." And they're like, and she's like, "You won't admit that he's a white supremacist." I'm like, is he a white supremacist? This is the first time hearing of it. So you're not admitting you had. She just kept doing. She was just trying to get the soundbite, but like, so this has ninety three thousand likes. Um, but the idea that I'm pretty sure. So here's the thing. Based on the reading, I don't know who Steve Cortez is. Because you look him up and see if he's gay. Okay. It's C O R T E S. Uh, but her guy is showing his gross pale male feet in public. Not at a pool beach with hideous sandals. Cortez oh. Steve on Twitter? Yes. Is he gay? I don't know, dude. He, uh, I do see him hawking the MyPillow on his Twitter, though. Oh, he was a former Trump advisor. He wasn't. No, yeah. He was an advisor to Trump. He was like Trump's Spanish guy. He was like, remember when uh, Trump was like, check out my African-American over here. He was the Latino American in the same rally, probably. Uh, huh, it says uh, they, just, they just seem like the kind of thing that like a, a a fashion critic on the E channel would write. True. I feel like he's probably gay. Uh, it says he's married to a woman and he has four kids. Mm. So she might have something. She might be going on something here. Mm. This might be a weird gay thing. But also, I'm an ignorant asshole who should be saying this. Probably not uh, AOC. Right. right. It kind of seemed like she was calling him a closet case, didn't it? <laughs> no, I think what she was saying, I, I do think what she was saying is that... What's the know, LGBT thing in there for? That, uh, well, well, all right, finish her sentence. What do you mean? Because you just said the LGBT and then you got upset because she didn't fit that thing. What, Wait, oh, what she, did she say no, exactly? It's starting to get old, ignoring the very obvious, strange, and deranged sexual frustrations and then underpin the Republican fixation on me, women, and LGBT plus people in general. Okay, well, I mean, you know. Sounds like she was just like, yo, this dude's gay. That's why he's looking at my man's feet. That shit gay, son. Right? She's from the Bronx. She probably talks like that when there's nobody around. Uh, She is still AFC from the block. Right? It's funny because neither the A or the C train go up there. Shocking. Jennifer Lopez took the six, remember? Mm-hmm. This, this is the name of that album. Like, the six? It was on the six? Off the six? Sick. Um, Sick. No, I mean, like, there is... All right, so, like, I, I, I think what she's getting at there is, like, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, like, a lot of people, right, are sexually frustrated. And okay. fucking, you know, she's an easy target to take that out on. And she's like... You know, just shut up. Just because I'm hot doesn't shut up. And like, really, like she kind of just hot because she's a congresswoman. Yeah, she's not like actually like hot. No, no, no. She is. She's politics hot. Yeah, she's politics hot. Which is like, I don't know. Like, what what is a good example of that? That's like, it's like Ivy League school hot. You know what I mean? Teacher hot. Yeah, teacher hot. It's librarian hot. It's not mm. like hot hot. It's like. It's like, you know when you see like a cop that's I and you can tell that she got big titties under the vest? Mm-hmm. Nah, that bitch isn't really actually hot. But she's got big titties under the vest, though. You know what I mean? Solid. That's it. You're not like actually hot. You're just hot for your job. Like, 
If you saw AOC at fucking Gallagher's or some shit, you'd be like, get out of here, lady. What is Gallagher's? The strip club in Queens. Okay. I've been to a strip club since the pandemic started, Mike. <laughs> I don't... That's, that's not true. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have that reaction. If I saw AOC at a strip club, I'd be like, all right, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying there'd be hotter chicks at the strip club. Yeah, probably. That's what I'm saying. She's not that hot. She's not stripper hot. Mm-mm. Right? She's not Instagram thought hot. She can't just fucking... She couldn't... Like, her OnlyFans would make money because she's a politician. But not because... Like, you know what I mean? Sure. She can't just build that audience. Yeah, but I feel like that's most OnlyFans, though. What? Is, uh... Oh, yeah, it's the proximity. It's, yeah. It's... Yeah, I just don't feel like a lot of, you know... I don't feel like a lot of, like, normal, regular-ass hot chicks are making dough on OnlyFans. No, but, like, IG models are. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. She's not that hot. Mm. She's sure. Like, she's like regular chick hot. Whatever. This fucking pig. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, dude, the the it is weird. I don't know, like that that idea of like building yourself as a, uh, um, like this woman of the people, uh-huh. right? And then doing exactly that, going to the quote unquote freedom state. For your, like, to an all-inclusive resort while... People are entitled to vacations. Okay. Maybe she just also didn't want to leave... First of all, Hawaii's expensive, right? Florida's a cheap, quick trip. She lives in D.C. That's, like, an easy flight. Miami's a super easy flight. Um, It's cold. You want to go somewhere warm. Maybe you don't want to fly to Hawaii. It's expensive. And I'll be honest, I've said this before. I've been a little worried leaving the country. Since this whole thing started. Because I don't want to get stuck outside the country. I almost missed a flight because I couldn't find a rapid test. Well, no, that's not actually true. But I had to get a rapid test to come back into the country from Canada two weeks ago. And I had to, like, leave the show, go to the airport, get a test, and come back to the second show. Because of the... Because there was the only place I could find a fucking place that would test me. First of all, I, I said this two weeks ago, but I'm just telling you. Fucking Canada sucks. You're not allowed to get... If you're visibly symptomatic, they won't test you. They won't give you a COVID test if you're visibly symptomatic. Why? Because they're worried about getting it? Because you're supposed to be quarantining if you're visibly symptomatic. So if you have the flu, you have to lock in your house. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. So it's hard to get a test there because one of the pharmacies pharmacy chains stopped giving tests to push vaccines. They were like, yeah, we want to encourage booster shots, so we're not giving COVID tests anymore, which is fucking crazy. They're expensive everywhere. I had to fucking, whatever. And then nobody even checked the fucking thing on the way back into the country. For real? Yeah, nobody looked. Um, but, I, so I don't blame her for not wanting to leave the country. You want to go somewhere warm that has a beach, Florida is the way to go. That's why I never, I had never been to Florida until fucking COVID happened. That does make sense. Because I wanted to go to the beach in the winter, and I was like, I'm not leaving. Like, my girl wanted to go to fucking Tulum, and I was like, you're fucking crazy. You think I'm going to fucking Mexico right now? And I was just like, no, we'll go to Florida. And we went to Florida, and it was great. I really remember we did that whole episode about it. It's wild that you've never been to Florida before, and you've been twice since the pandemic. It's free as hell, dude. It's like libertarian land out there. Hell yeah fucking crazy that does rule yeah hell yeah good for aoc getting out of town also the sick burn on this dude calling him a fucking closet case (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's dude, AOC's kind of based right now. Like, you know what I mean? Calling that dude a fucking closet homo. She's like, yo, son, you gay. She's like, you gay, son. Moving on. Um, <clears throat> what's this you told me about polar bears defecting to Soviet Russia? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, apparently the climate is changing. Um, the political climate? Yes. The winds are shifting? They're yes. trying to get into fucking China? The winds have changed. So um, polar bears. Now, now uh, Russia known for their brown bears, correct? Uh, I don't know. Russian bear. It's a big deal. Yeah, I don't know if they're... All uh, so what polar bears are swimming from Alaska to Russia? Uh, I believe so. I'm what trying the to fuck, dude. We need to... our fucking solid Aryan bears. <laughs> um, we need them here to keep the country pure, you know what I mean? Yeah, so if you take a look here, right, we got these little bears. We're gonna there's... have to start clubbing seals again. Who's gonna fucking keep the seal population in check if all of our polar bears go to Russia? Uh, oh, it's was... pretty adorable, dude. Mm-hmm. Back in the 90s, there were 127 here. I'd never seen so many in my life. We had a dedicated patrol team to keep them protected in the town. But when the sea ice really started to retreat, we stopped seeing them so often. I'm sure they're still a healthy population, but they have moved on from here. So they're moving to Russia, these sons of bitches. Dude, these fucking pussy-ass bears can't handle a little fucking... It's getting a little warmer. Ooh, we got to go to fucking be Russian. We're going to go be communist bears. Yeah, they're commie bastards. There was one guy. It's a rare thing. There was a guy recently who... Defe- deflected from South Korea to North Korea. Yeah. Like, it's so rare that there's a news story about it. You know what I mean? Like, there's constantly North Korean refugees trying to flee into South Korea. Mm-hmm. You don't hear about that. One guy tries to go to North, and he said that the reason he was going to North Korea is because they're taking COVID more seriously. No. But meanwhile, they're actually not. They're just killing everybody with COVID. In North Korea? Yes. Wait, so people get COVID and they're like, shoot them in the head? Well, I mean, they're, they're, they've literally reported zero cases. For real? Yes. Because if you if you sneeze in North Korea right now, they just shoot you dead. And that they bleach the place. Kind of rules. It, do, it does not rule. That's one way to take care of the problem. Sure, Mike. Sure. Bro, they don't have enough food in that country. You know? Okay. Just... Yeah, just give me a fucking excuse to shoot him. Dude, I can't believe somebody would just literally be like, yeah, I feel like they're just taking COVID super seriously in that uh, dictatorship, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up there. That's what I'm saying to you, dude. Some people are still bitches about COVID. Dude, they, yeah, it's true. That's, this is great evidence. And yeah, but he'll be dead now in a week because he probably had COVID. Um, he probably got COVID because he's like, oh, people aren't taking this fucking seriously. I'm going to go up there. And then he's going to be like, all right, where do I get tested? And bang. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So, but also there's, so North Korea is actually using COVID and restrictions because COVID exists to their defections are actually at an all time low. So kind of like optically they can kind of be like, yeah, we're clearly helping out people here. Less people are leaving. But it's just as soon as people leave their houses now, they're just like, oh, we have to kill you. You have COVID. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. I mean, that's actually a pretty sweet move. But now we got these fucking, I'm just saying, now we got these bears becoming communists. This one other dude, this COVID-infected weirdo is also becoming a communist. Dude, people are just fucking leaving America for the sweet embrace of fucking. Dude, you want to hear some crazy shit? You know that um, they uh, they have, 
you can't renounce your U.S. citizenship right now because of COVID. Like what? the State Department stopped taking. So there's a couple of reasons why the Guardian just put an article out on it not too long ago. But um, there's a there's a, a there's a number of reasons why you would renounce your citizenship, right? Like there was somebody outlined in that article that needed to renounce his U.S. citizenship so that he become a German citizen. He's lived there for ten years and wants to marry his wife. Okay. Want, he just wants to be a German citizen. That's his home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's been there, you know, since his, he's in his 30s. He's been there since his 20s. And uh, he can't get an appointment to do it. You need to have an in-person interview. Like, you have to show up at an embassy and be like, here's why I'm renouncing my citizenship and be approved, which just seems like that seems like something you should be able to do online. To leave the country to be like, I don't live here no more? No, no. To like, you, he's already gone. That's what I'm saying. Just to let them know. I don't live in your country anymore. Yeah, you should be able to just, like, take yourself off the rolls. You know what I mean? Like, why can't you just do that? A big part of it, I think, is because of taxes. Because the U.S. is one of the... It's, like, one of two countries on Earth that they tax you if you don't live here. Like, if you're a citizen of the United States, uh-huh. you have to report your ta- your income to the IRS. And you can deduct the taxes in your home nation... But if there's a discrepancy by what you owe to the U.S. and what you're writing off to that country, like if they have a better tax rate, you technically still owe money to the U.S. Yeah, why would anybody come back then? Like everybody would just renounce their citizenship. Well, now you can't. There's a lady uh, who was the first female presidential candidate for Gambia in Africa, right? Mm -hmm. Who had to drop out of the race. Because you can't be a citizen of another country and the president of Gambia. And they wouldn't let her... And the State Department would not grant her... uh, Would not grant her a renunciation of her citizenship. Was she in the lead? She couldn't even run. Well, she announced that she was running... And then how uh, was she polling? Was this like uh was this a political move to get well, her out? I don't know too much about it. I know she had to drop out of the fucking race. You you, you think you think that she was going to be an anti-American Gambian uh, uh fucking leader? She was going to she was going to cause a new cold war between Gambia and the United States? I mean, dude, you know, she could be a fucking sleeper agent. Dude, I'm saying she might be yeah, she might be one of these bears. She could have been a bear in a costume. <laughs> That's you can't trust these fucking bears now. So how are the bears going to renounce their citizenship? Dude, yeah, exactly. What are they going to do? They're going to get to Russia, and they're going to be like, you guys are American. We have to kill you. That sucks for those bears. They're going to be in the gunlog. Damn, dude. Moving on. Oh, here's a funny thing. Uh, I've been watching old episodes of Shark Tank. Oh, yeah? Did they, did they by any chance, uh, have commercials on Shark Tank? Do they have com- oh, they do have commercials on Shark Tank. What's a product they might advertise well, during you know, the commercials a, for Shark I would, Tank? I would wonder what they would offer to fu- the great uh, product over uh, – it's an online pharmacy. I, okay. I feel like the sharks would be like all over this. It's an online pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what they do, it's called BlueChew.com. Oh. B-L-U-E Chew.com. And they sell chewable tablets um, with the same ingredients as Viagra or Cialis. And the sharks – 
would get all boned up over this. Mm-hmm. They'd just be gobbling. Dude, their dicks would come up like they would like lay on their backs, and their dicks would come through the water like real sharks. They'd mm-hmm. be like burner, 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 and they'd be fucking shark attacking. All they would have to do, all uh, Peter O'Leary or uh, uh, Robert Hershevac or uh, that guy who owns Kind Bars or Mark Cuban or whatever. All they would have to do is they go online, they go to bluechew.com, and they take a quick online survey, right? Um, and then they'll send you your first month completely free. I mean, those, those guys don't need that, but, you know, that's how the rich stay rich. I'll tell you right now, sharks are out. Once they hear free, they yeah. find out you're getting an incredible product like this for free. They, that's how the rich stay rich. They take advantage of deals like this where they go to bluechew.com, and they use the promo code GOON, and they're going to get their first month free sent to them in discreet pakashine. Yeah. It's going to be great for the sharks, you know? Damon John, he's going to be on that shit. He's going to be like, Foo Blue Chew. <laughs> That's going to be his new brand. FooBlueChew.com. That'd be sick. Yeah, dude, it's going to be crazy. All right, you want to tell me more about these sharks? Yeah, moving on. So I'm watching old episodes of Shark Tank, and it's so fucking weird. So there was this woman, uh, just look at her, her name is like Cummins. Shark Tank, and then just show the images. And they clearly were offering this woman an insane amount of money because they wanted to fuck her. Like, Robert Hershevac and fucking Mark Cuban were just like, her product was You Smell Soap. It was not proprietary. Yes. This fat titty lady, look how big her tits are, Mike. They are massive. Dude, I was watching this like, yo, this woman is so, she's like retardedly hot in the episode. And like, they offered her... Like, she got three offers. One was from uh, that chick, Barbara. And then, then like, it's just like, uh, yeah, she, dude, they gave her everything she wanted. Like, they gave her the, she had no sales. She was pre-market. It was a soap company. It was what? just a brand that she came up with. They ju- Clearly, they just were like, I need to fuck this chick. And this is the only way I know how to get to talk to women. <laughs> so they bought her. And then the deal went through. It's one of the only deals on Shark Tank that, like, uh, he, like, uh, they came back and were like, "Yeah, we'll do it for this." After, because, like, clearly, once she was not in the room anymore, that dude Robert came to his senses and was just like, "Wait, what? Did I, what did I, did I just pay a hundred thousand dollars for soap? What did I do?" But she was just stupid hot. And I've seen this like it's so funny like how they must have had to wrangle these people in once like it became worthwhile for them and they were making money they were like okay like their fucking lizard brains kicked in because I saw I was watching one today that was from like 10 years ago and it was called like Rent-A-Granny and this guy was like it was an employment agency for this dude who was just like uh, oh yeah like instead of having a teenager babysit your kids we'll send you like an older a grandmother that we will vet and she'll have experience with two generations of children. She'll be able to handle this for you. And they have like this young girl on the couch. And then they have this old lady like, which would you rather have, this or this? And one of them goes, don't ask Damon what he likes better. And it's like, whoa, did you just out the guy who started FUBU as a pedophile? <laughs> like live on Shark And nobody said anything about this 10 years ago? Because <laughs> I came into Shark Tank like seven years in. So I've just been watching the last few years. And like... Dude, it's it's kind of crazy how they just they also just bully people. Lori Grenier does not have the same nose. <laughs> it's a whole nother ball game back then. It's fucking. They're always like kind of just sh- yelling at the women. 
Like the women will be like, well, you know, like I'm like a woman, so we get along. And all the dudes will go, shut up, you stupid dame. They literally every time, every time they'll be like, oh, with the woman thing again. This is, shut up. And like they're just, it's very clear that until they got this television show, no one had ever told any of these men, hey, you're not really supposed to talk to people that way. <laughs> it's taken 13 years for them to kind of be like, I guess we're making money off this now. We should probably stop fucking being wild. It's wildly cancelable shit from all of them. From all of them. They're literally just being like, like a young dude, like that old lady, Barbara Corcoran, will be bidding on something, and like the dudes will be like, she's just going to suck your cock or whatever. Like literally like she's just going to rape you. Like it's fucking insane. Go back and watch old. It's, it's a very funny thing. This is a quick aside, and I'm gonna move on. But I just go back and I want you to pull up that picture of that Cummins chick again. She had big old titties. Fucking super hot. I'm just saying. It was just like I was like, this show is weird, man. Yeah, look at she fucking hot. That's what she looks like now. I think. I mean, it was ten years ago. Yeah. Still, so not bad, but. Yeah, they definitely just di- don't know how to interact with people because they're just too rich and insulated. Uh, yeah, so he never gave her any money. Yeah, he never gave her... Because he came back and was just like, actually, I'm going to do this. Now, mind you, there was like a bidding war over this product. And he offered her exactly what she was asking for and then a salary for a year. Yeah, he offered her 55 k for 20% of the company plus fifty grand for her first year as the uh, CEO of the company. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, he probably realized he wasn't going to smash and then was like, oh my, I can't do this. Yeah, well, so it says here that she uh, she had a fiancé, but she didn't wear a ring. Uh, she took the money that her fiancé really? saved up and put it into the business. That's fucking hmm. hilarious. So then I'm right. It clearly was the, they were trying to smash. Mm, probably. She says she, uh, she's tried to reach out to him, hasn't spoken to him again since. I mean, how do we know that he didn't smash? Maybe he did smash. And then was just like, beat it, you stupid. I mean, I feel like if he smashed, she'd have some sort of text messages, and that would probably also... Oh, actually, they also assign NDAs. They, well, no. So they sign an NDA, but that, that doesn't... Uh, that only stands until the show airs. But it's like, you know, you think about it. He, like, meets her. They have a handshake deal. It's like, all right, you know, let's get dinner. Talk about where we're going to take you smell soaps after we're done taping this episode, right? Gaping this episode. Gives her a fucking, gives her his business card, doesn't speak to her again, right? Over text message, anything. They call, they figure out a time to go get dinner, and that's the last text message ever sent. Smashes that night, and then never delivers the check. Hershevik, kind of a boss. Dude, he's fucking killing it. That's fucking crazy. That chick was hot. There was a couple other chicks. They were kind of just like, at one. I was watching one today. I've just been throwing it on while I'm like working out in the house. And fucking, there was one on today where this chick had like a a, a chain on her like thigh, and uh, the fucking bald dude uh, O'Leary was just like, "How much is that one?" And he was just like, "She was like, oh, this model would be like a hundred and three dollars." He's like, "I want that one off your leg. I want it right now." I think the the brand was called Litter. Um, he was like, I want that one. Give it a Mr. Wonderful. Uh, these things here? No, 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 no. It's not that. It's something else. But it is, it, it's, it's very funny how, like, I wonder, 
I wonder what. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was these chicks. Also, pretty hot chicks. And they also made no money and had like all of the dudes bidding for this fucking product. Mm. Like all of them were like, we want this, we want that, we want, like, it was just like, it was crazy. Well, I mean, to be fair, they might have no sales, but they have their product being modeled by Lady Gaga. Sure. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, it's fucking, I wonder at what point the producers were kind of like, hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but there's this Me Too thing going on. Um. I know you guys just kind of are billionaires who rape all the time because you can because you're billionaires and nobody's going to say anything to you. As Trump uh, told us. Yeah. Uh, I know they let you <laughs> when you're a star. That's probably why they all... Like, Trump was probably saying that at whatever fucking, like, hangout spot all these, like, old rich billionaires smoke cigars and drink brandy at. He was like, yeah, they let you if you're a star. And they were like, wait, we need TV. That's why they all got TV shows, right? Trump had a TV show all of a sudden and they were all like... They were probably all like, that's kind of gauche. We're billionaires. We don't need a TV show. And then all of a sudden, all these billionaires, like that fucking guy, Marcus Limonis, has a fucking TV show, The Prophet. Mm-hmm. All, all of a sudden, all these guys have TV shows. Because I'm sure Trump was hanging out at fucking whatever polo match they were at that actually had fucking, the horses were actually fucking robots or whatever the fuck they do when we're not around. The, the fucking riders were all fucking Mexican children that they fucking found on the border. Whatever it is. And... He just—he was just like, yeah, they let you when you're a star, and they were like, fuck, man, we actually still got to talk to bitches, even though we're this rich. This is crazy. We need to become famous, and then they all had TV shows. It's pretty sick, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they should have fucking been selling that product. All right, moving on. We got to talk about our friends at Fume, Mike. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you know if you go to breathefume.com slash goon and use the promo code goon, you'll get 10% off your order of the world's super plants? I have heard that. Yeah, they give you a Canadian wood inhaler that you put with uh, aromatherapy. It's aromatherapy for your mouth. Mm, tasty. Yeah. Uh, we both enjoy, we're bo- we've both still been using our Christmas pack that they gave us. Um, I'm onto the candy cane flavor, which I'm liking quite a bit, the, the, the mintiness. It freshens your breath. I've been telling you, dude, the peppermint, it fucking opens up your lungs too. It's nice. Yeah, it's good for a run. It's yeah. good after a run. It's good when you're working out. It's really helping with my long COVID symptoms. Now, they don't recommend it for that. It's just been helping me. But if you go to breathe fume, One man's testimonial. Yeah, it's one man's testimonial. And I just use it. I mean, like I said, I've said it on the show before. I use this product to have something in my hands to help me drink less when I'm out in an awkward social situation. And it has Mike, it has been working for me, has it not? Well. You hang out with me fairly often. I saw you on New Year's. You were pretty hammered. That was New Year's. And also, I wasn't that hammered. I, I came outside at one point, and there was a conversation just unprompted about dead dads when we were trying to get people in for New Year's. Which somebody else brought up the fact that their dad was sick with cancer, and I was commiserating. All right, well... I didn't start that conversation. All right. So, all right. Every I'll night- come in with some dead dad talk. And luckily, I wasn't so drunk that I was getting real melancholy about it because of breathefume.com and the fucking world super plants, Mike. Sure. They helped me get over the death of my father. One man's testimonial. Lemon chai. <laughs> Lemonberry bliss. Tommy who? <laughs> Snickerdoodle in my mouth, breathing it? What? Who's Marianne? Fuck that lady. 
The trauma of watching my brother almost die in front of my face when I was 11 years old? No! Peppermint! <laughs> it's Canadian maple wood, Mike! <laughs> it's infused with the world's super plants. You go to breathefume.com slash goon and use the promo code goon and you too will not care about your dead family. <laughs> It'll make you a sociopath. <laughs> One man's, One test man's testimonial. <laughs> I truly love this product and how it helps me suppress my emotions and drink slightly less. With the benefits of the world super plants. <laughs> Did you know that they have a black pepper and it's good for nicotine cravings <laughs> and also the blood of the innocent? It helps with those cravings too, Mike. Don't ask how I know. I've been hanging out with Robert Hershevac on his yacht. Breathe fume, B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M.com slash goon. The promo code's goon. 10% off super plant sociopathy. Moving on. <laughs> Myself, Mike. <laughs> Tell me about your uh, your boy Antonio Brown here. Okay, well, I he... saw the video and it was pretty badass. So, I mean, by this time, you know, if you've been on Twitter in the last day, you've seen this. So, Antonio Brown during a game with the New York Jets uh, decided he'd had enough of playing football forever. Just took his shoulder pants and his shoulder pads and helmet off, uh, mm. put them underneath a bench, and then threw his jersey into the crowd. Correct? It, well, he threw his shirt he was wearing into the crowd. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, in enemy territory, right? Like they're playing at MetLife Stadium, which is where the Jets are from. Right? Mm -hmm. They were playing the Jets in New Jersey. Right? He was an opposing player, right, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. So already throwing stuff into the crowd to fans is just weird to begin with. Um, yes. Yeah. Then, uh, then he he during the 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 game uh, he. he he ran into the end zone and started jumping around. Uh, then he threw out peace signs and just ran to the locker room. Nice. And he has officially quit the Buccaneers. Has uh, there been a statement? Yeah, so the coach of the, the Bucs was asked after the game, a game that the Buccaneers then came back and won uh, without the help of Antonio Brown. That's got uh, to hurt your case. <laughs> that really stings. Uh, so when they asked him about it, he said simply, Antonio Brown is no longer a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the, Antonio Brown is not given a... This is a CTE situation, I assume. Yeah, so a lot of people are pointing back to a hit he took in the playoffs back in 2016 mm -hmm. by Vontez Burfecht, where he was absolutely decleated as uh, uh, the time when he started pretty much going off the rails. Mm. Um, yeah, so that that one big hit that he took kind of Because he's gay, he knocked his socks off. Yes, exactly. Right, that's how that works. Um, but, uh, yeah. So they're so saying that... He basically has been acting erratic since he took this one hit. Right. And so so he's just fucked. More or less, yeah. Okay, here's the hit in question. Um, Let's take a look. It is. Oh, wait, that's not it. There we go. Ball. Okay. Uh, well, here he is. He goes up to get the ball, and then boom. Uh, just helmet to helmet, leveled. Uh, but he wasn't decleated. No, but I mean, you can see it like he hits yes. him in He's the head. He's clearly unconscious. Yeah, he does a full helicopter spin to the ground. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that's that. So uh, shortly after that, um, let me see. When did he go to the Rams? Um, I'm sorry, the Raiders. I believe he went to the Raiders the next year. Um, 
And uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty much the the end of his season after that. After end of his career. So yeah, sorry, that happened in 2016. Uh, he got a five-year contract in 2017. By the end of 2018, the Steelers were done with him, and he was on the Raiders. Mm. Um, and he's been bouncing around the league since then. Had some off-the-field issues, uh, allegations of sexual and personal misconduct levied against him, very erratic behavior. Um, yeah, but uh, that's one way to quit your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the way to—I think that's the best way to do it. I think it's kind of an interesting thing that, you know, you're kind of starting to see athletes leave— jobs and also kind of like i mean i don't think it started with colin kaepernick there was a guy who played professional football and left to be a wrestler years ago because he was like i'm less likely to get cte as a pro wrestler i believe he's the tna champion at some point uh moose is his wrestling name but he was a football player he had an nfl contract it was like fuck this and left because i think these guys are just fucking worried about their fucking health yeah, I mean, there's guys, like, there was a starting linebacker for, like, the San Francisco 49ers who was like, yeah, I, I've made $20 million. That's all the money I'll ever need to live for the rest of my life. I'm going to go open an insurance business in Toledo. Nice. Good for him. He's like, yeah, all right. I fucking respect the shit out of that. Like, not fucking living like a psychopath and spending all that money so you have to keep fucking playing and just demolishing your fucking brain. When you hear those interviews with those guys, when they talk about missing time. Uh-huh. Like, that shit is, like, the guys who just, like, find themselves in their car and they don't know how long they've been in there. That's fucking terrifying, dude. Yep. Fucking still pretty cool, though, that they hit each other so much. Yeah, I mean, you know, I watch it every week. <laughs> I'm pretty torn, yeah. I don't uh, watch it like that, but I'm still pretty torn about it, you know? I mm -hmm. like watching dudes hit each other. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, guys hit really hard. It's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, That's the whole point of the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't there that argument that if they just took the helmets away, they'd probably it would probably be much better? Oh, this was it here. San Francisco 49er Chris Borland uh, followed with his own stunning retirement on the heels of his spectacular rookie season, citing uh, concern about head trauma over a hard-hitting career. Oh, wait. It was after just his rookie year? That's pretty crazy. He made $20 million that year? I don't think he made... I, I'm, I was making a guess in my mind of how much money he made. So but he probably made $5 million. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's not. I mean, he's an offensive lineman? Um, Chris Borland. I don't know. I think he was a linebacker. Um, but... Uh, Still yeah. couldn't have been that much money. It is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, NFL linebacker. Um, let's see what his salary was. That's interesting. That's uh, a crazy... That's. It's the kind of thing where it's like... It, look, he I mean, got a six hundred seventeen thousand dollars signing bonus and six hundred seventeen thousand dollars guaranteed average annual of seven thirty one. So, so a million dollars. Made a million dollars that one year, one point two. I mean, that's a nice little base if you live in Toledo, Ohio. How much is a house in Toledo, Ohio? I mean, it's cheap, dude. Seventeen dollars, eighteen dollars, something like that. Pretty cheap, right? They make them out of adobo. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like the it's like those Mexican huts on the side of the mountains, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. That's you the, nailed it. Uh, so I'm on Zillow. Yeah, I mean, it looks like, you know, you can get a house Let for like 150K. Oh, you buy 10 houses. Yeah, you're good. You become a landlord in Toledo. Yeah. Look at that. Three bed, two bath, 109,000. It's a two-car garage, 169 grand, four-bedroom, three-bath. You look like a king with a million dollars in Toledo. I have one. That's a house for $22,000. Four yeah. bedrooms, two bathrooms, 1,800, oh, 1,800, not that big. 
And it's, oh, a, it's a massive fixer-upper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. still, $22,000. I mean, I bet Brickhead is the hood. Also, based on that painting that's embedded in the door of the half-naked lady. But I mean, like, look at this, right? This is a fucking baller house. Four-bedroom, three-bath, 237. Yeah, nice big yard, a lot of... Lot of... Beautiful. Yeah. Dude, Toledo's the move. Why are we living in New York? Yeah, it's kind of stupid. We could do this. We could just build a studio in our giant house. Why don't we all just move to like a cheap place? New York sucks now. Most of us are, all have like fucking significant others that work here. We just have like a weird podcasting compound in like Toledo or Albuquerque and just ball out. Dude, if we just went to a place that was like... And we, we could sell Coke in those places. If we just made our own Austin, uh huh, that'd be kind of tight. Yeah, in Toledo? We could fucking... I, I, I'm pretty sure Dipset used to get their guns in Toledo and then sell them in New York. We could probably do that, too. Bro, just run it back like once a month? Yeah, just, dude, I'll just drive back with guns. We're white, too. They're going to be like, why do you have all these guns? We're like, we're white, boy. Yeah, we're white, and we have Ohio plates. Yeah, come on, we're dog. We're supposed to. Yeah, dog. Look at Mike's beard. We got to have these guns. Mm-hmm. They're going to kick us out of the KKK if we don't have these guns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you we guys have... know what the dudes are like there. Uh, we are a militia. Uh, it's a well. We well, we call ourselves the well-regulated militia. These are constitutionally uh, appropriated. We keep these guns, and you shut the fuck up, pig. Yeah, we're the WRM crew. Hell yeah, well-regulated militia. B doing gang signs. Uh, moving on. Oh, there's another football-related thing. That John Madden guy. R.I.P. Rest in peace to John Madden, who, I mean, made so much money with that stupid game. Bro, yo, you know the day on the, when the first one came out? It was Pat Summerall and John Madden doing the announcing, right? Uh-huh. And they were like, all right, we'll give you, like, two grand or, like, 2% of sales. Uh-huh. Madden took the 2%. Summerall took the payout. Two grand? No, it couldn't have been. It probably Bro, it was, it was cheap. Like nothing. It was cheap, dude. Jesus. Um, At that point, it's like, why do you even want two, like, it's like two grand. You probably have, like, you're a fucking national broadcaster. And it's just cool to own 2% of a video game franchise. Like, even if it doesn't do well. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Pat Summerall. Um, You're not gonna be able to find it, but even if it's even if it's twenty grand, let's say it's twenty grand, because that sounds more. Because the Madden franchise came out after it replaced Joe Montana Football when he retired, right? Uh, no, no, it, it was, wasn't a it was a rival franchise. It was originally just made by EA. Um, yeah, but wasn't Joe Montana Football made by EA? I don't know. I had Joe Montana Football. It was a pretty good game. I'm pretty sure it was also EA Sports. Uh, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, it was published by EA for the Genesis, but this was in 91. What? The Joe, uh, Montana. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Joe Montana football. There was a couple of Madden years. Madden was before that. Really? Uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it was exclusively for the, Gen- it was like a Gen- Genesis only title. Joe Montana. Yeah. Oh, so maybe Madden was exclusive for Super Nintendo and they just kind of made the same game twice. Maybe, With different yeah. announcers and called it something else for Genesis. Um... Uh, oh, okay. So they said, ooh, Hawkins, 
uh, offered, uh, the company founder Trevor Hawkins approached Madden, who died in 1985, about purchasing stock in EA. Hawkins offered Madden, then a broadcaster for CBS, a chance to have as much stock as he wanted. Uh, when he questioned uh, what have meant, Hawkins was like, well, you have to buy it. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not going to do a free job for you and then uh, have, have to buy stock. So uh, at the time, the stock price was seven fifty. Um, so that was in eighty nine. By nineteen ninety nine, it was at seventy dollars a share. Okay, so he basically was like, so he got stock in the company for doing Madden football. So he got he got royalties on the game, but he had a chance to buy stock in the company, and they were like, you can have as much as you want. And he was like, I'm I'm not going to. Oh, before it went public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but still, I mean, whatever. That's a 10x. I'm sure he made so much more money off that royalty. So he agreed in 2005 to $150 also, million. Also, he's slanging deal. them turduckins. They, they must have given him a royalty on those turduckins, right? Because everybody wants a turduckin now. Uh-huh. Do you think that was him? The turduckin? The turduckin? He, he popularized. There there? He Yeah, turduckin. It's a turduckin. Okay. Um, The H is silent, you fucking idiot. Okay. Uh, okay. Here, here's what it was. Um, they paid him a hundred thousand and eighty-four and five percent of the game sales. Okay. Versus, they probably gave the other guy two hundred thousand dollars. Probably, yeah. Still though, hundred grand versus two percent of that shit in perpetuity, man. <sighs> hmm. Everybody, but that's the same game every year, and everybody just buys it again every year. Yep. It's insane, dude. It's the only. I guess now they've tried to like make every video game that, right? Like where you kind of have to like keep buying stuff for it. But Madden, there's really no reason because of like because you can just like they just keep updating Mortal Kombat with new characters, right? You can just buy a new character pack every six months, right? It's like Madden could just do that. And they just like, nah, buy the whole game again, dickhead. Buy the exact same game again, you fucking idiot. You loser. We're not even gonna, you, you, we could just charge you fifty bucks. We could charge you thirty bucks for a patch and all the new players, but we're not gonna because you're a dick and you'll pay for the whole thing again. No, they do new stuff every year. You pay for it every year, don't you? No, I have the EA pass, so I just play last year's game. So I pay like five bucks a month to EA, mm-hmm. right? And I get all the EA games, including like the Star Wars games and all that shit, right? And then. They got like they put like last year's Madden on there. Hmm. All right, yeah, because they know nobody wants it. You're a fucking, (laughs) you're a poor person. But I brought it up because the one guy, that fucking tweet, was the funny. Can you pull that up? The guy who fucking shitted on John Madden. It was like within an hour of him dying. Like it was just like John Madden died the same week as Betty White. <laughs> oh, hilarious! She's not even the coolest person that died this year in my life. This last week, yeah. I mean, dude, John Madden had a much more. Yeah, of course. I didn't even play that game that much, and John Madden had a more more fucking influence on my life just because he sewed all those extra turkey legs to that turkey that one time and I was like whoa that's crazy dude you really think that was him that was him hmm so like when they when you buy a turducken you John Madden no no gets no, no. Paid. he popularized the turducken hmm. like like he was doing that on the halftime of 
the Thanksgiving uh, game every the, year. Yeah, he and like he would always have some crazy shit. Like remember the one year he just had that one turkey that had like all the extra legs sewed on it. Do you not remember this? Yes, dude, it's a fucking. It's just very funny. He's just a very funny dude. Yeah, he ruled. Yeah, and he had the bus. Yeah, bro. You know what I heard? Fucking uh, when ESPN wanted him to come join ESPN or or one of those, right? I don't remember. One company wanted to jump ship to another company. Uh, one company was like, "Yo, we'll give you the Madden bus, right? You can take like a fucking sick like Rockstar tour bus for wherever you want for games because he didn't fly." This other company was like. Yo, we'll give you a train car. What? And we can just fucking, we will hook it up to a train and fucking, you get a one-man train. Like Mr. Burns? Yes. <laughs> what? Yes, dude. Yo! They were like, you can just fucking chill in the train car. We will tow it to the train tracks and then fucking hook you up with the train to wherever you want to go. And he's like, nah, I'm going to take the other deal, but thanks, though. <laughs> How fucking sick is that? I mean, the train seems a little like a pain in the ass once you get to the city. Like, you know what I mean? They got to take it off. The, like, that's probably a massive pain in the ass. Whatever city you get to, they have to take your train off of the track. Hey. but I And like, then you get to just live there. I like the idea that, like, ABC was like, we need John Madden. Get him a buzz. And then, like, whatever, like, ESPN, whatever, was just like, all right, what's better than a bus? <laughs> Everybody would rather take a train than a bus. Why don't we just get him a plane? No, he doesn't take planes. <laughs> Fuck. What about a boat? A lot of teams that you can't get through by water. <laughs> Fuck. Can we just run, like, a, a, a log flume for John Madden? <laughs> That's impractical. There's already tracks built for trains. All right, fair enough. Every major market has a rail. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's great. Yeah? That's great. Um, All right, so here's the tweets. Uh, so this was on the day that So this is from the Defiant Ls. Uh, I just want the... I want I want you to find the actual tweet, and the quote tweets are so funny. But uh, I have lots of opinions on John Madden. The creation of Madden of the Madden video game was not a great development for the U.S. It further glamorized violence and dehumanized black athletes, helping to establish plantation cosplay that has grown worse in the era of fantasy football. That Eesh. is a lot of words that that guy. That is a. This whole thing, this whole like modern thing where professional sports, comparing professional sports to fucking plantation culture is such an insane thing to me. Because, first of all, the NFL, it's not like the NBA where you can get drafted out of high school. You know what I mean? You have to you have to be a college graduate, mostly to be in the NFL, correct? Well, no, you have to have like gone to a couple years of college. Whatever, they still require you to go to college. This idea, like slaves, were literally uh, beaten for reading, so that they could not escape the trappings of slavery. Do you understand what I mean? Whereas the NFL requires you to further educate yourself so that when you fucking get concussed or blow out a knee, you can go get a fucking job. I mean, at least that's their stated reason. I'm sure they're getting a fucking kickback from the NCAA. It used to be a thing, yeah. Oh, shit. So the guy deleted the tweet. He deleted it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his, his first tweet, right? He went back and, I guess, deleted all of his tweets. His first tweet uh, now is just... That's f- all right. You know what? 
badass. I'll be honest. Dr. Andrew McGregor, I hate football. Fuck you, John Madden. <laughs> Fuck yes. Dude, that guy rules. I wanted to call him a cuck so bad. But you see how that's how things work. If you just kind of are in a di- if you just kind of are the man a little bit, once you break free, you're dumb. Like Pat Oswalt's going to have to go full blue now after this whole Dave Chappelle thing. God, this is lame. What the, the Pat Oswalt thing? Yeah, he sucks. It's the same vein, right? That's why I feel like it's the same kind of topic, so we can talk about it in the same in the same in the same uh, break here. But like, yeah. So if you don't know, Pat Oswalt uh, went and did a guest spot on New Year's Eve at uh, Dave Chappelle's Arena show. He was at a theater. That's true. Patton was at a theater, and then Dave was at a uh, an arena next door. And he went and did the arena show, and it posted a picture that said he uh, saged the bad uh, feeling of 2021 out of his life with a theater show and then a guest spot. This is his that's his apology afterwards. Oh, so this was him taking a picture with Patton. This what? is it, yeah. Okay. Uh, finished my set and got a text from Dave Chappelle. Come over to the arena. He's performing, and so he. Uh, Wave, wave goodbye to this hell year with a genius I started comedy with 34 years ago. He works in an arena like he's talking to one person and charming their skin off. Anyway, I ended up the year with a real friendship. The tweet was a little, was different words. Um, this is a Facebook post, right? Instagram. Uh, Instagram, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, whatever. Fucking Patton Oswalt, Dave Chappelle was like, hey, you're next door. Come do a guest spot 10 minutes at my arena show, which if you're Patton Oswalt, you don't get to do arenas. Mm-mm. You do large theaters. He's super famous. But, like, how do you not drop into Dave Chappelle's fucking arena show on New Year's Eve just to do that? And he took some pictures, and uh, thousands of people have called him a transphobe. Thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> on that uh, apology that he put when he posted it to Twitter, the number one tweet under it was. We're so different, you and me. Like, I'm totally not a transphobe, and you definitely hang out with them. On the Oh, on the tweet? Yeah, on the apology tweet. Um, it's such a weird thing to have to apologize with hanging out with a guy you know for 35 years. But that's what happens when you're in that world, and that's your audience, right? Oh, I can't, follow, I can't see Patton Oswalt's tweets because he blocked me because I accused him of killing his wife. Forgot about that. Log out and go to his Twitter, you idiot. <laughs> it's a public Twitter account. Why do you accuse Pat? Not? I mean, I know everybody accuses him. I wonder if he's blocked me. I didn't accuse him of killing his wife. I mean, well, we all know he was did. being a, he was being a dick to Shane. So you know. Well, that's somebody pointed out that. Um. He said he literally uh, called anybody who says that they push boundaries a hack. Yes. And, and he like did it to shit on Shane. Mm-hmm. And uh fucking Dave Chappelle spent 15 minutes of his last special saying that he pushes boundaries. Mm-hmm. Nothing says you don't really push that many boundaries like repeating this is what Patton said. But I'm saying it now too. You know what I mean? I disagree with that. Like legitimately saying Chappelle it on what? stage while you're si- when you're saying you push boundaries and you're on stage, it's one thing to see it in a tweet. Or to like say it in an interview, but seeing it in an hour long act is a fucking weird thing to do. 
I disagree. I mean, like literally, that is what he was doing. Like it, it, it has made the the discourse right. It has moved the discourse on trans people forward. You know, like I've talked more about trans people after watching Chappelle's special than I did before watching Chappelle's special this year. You've cared more about trans people? Not that I care more, but it is pushing boundaries as far as like what conversations I'm having. Hmm. Here's somebody who says they're uh, I'm trans. I have relatives who share Dave's anti-trans views. I'm banned from reunions. I have family with those views. I'm not welcome at Christmas. Every friend I grew up with shares those views. They want nothing to do with me. That's the top tweet currently on his replies. Just because Dave's action haven't seriously harmed you doesn't make it okay to stand by him. It's just thousands of these tweets. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Hi, Pat. You may not read this, but I wanted you to know that this take is surprising for a lot of people. I would really sincerely like to know your take on Chappelle's situation so we can better understand your tweet tonight. Thanks in advance. A fan. <clears throat> I don't know. So wait, you're saying you, because of Dave Chappelle's special, you care more about trans people? No, I think that Chappelle, honestly... Right? Like, I, I walked away from that special being like, oh, okay. Like, trans people are people. Right? And you that didn't was think a, that before? No, well, of course I thought that before. But, I mean, it was just, I don't know. It was like, a, it's the most time I've spent thinking about the trans experience mm. this year. Was through watching Dave Chappelle. Yeah. What about that time you fucked that trans woman? Um, no, I wasn't thinking about her experience at all. You really, yeah. I mean, I guess, if you're not going to try to make a real woman come. <laughs> not gonna suck a dick i mean it is just a bigger clit it's an easier target it's true yeah you know. no but i guess you're just a misogynist trans misogynist mike oh yeah. wow dude this is this is kind of fun so twitter has a new trigger warning okay it says uh oh it says some some conversations, conversations can, can get, get heavy. heavy i see this constantly don't forget the human behind the screen Yeesh. Mm. dude it literally said that when he just posted his Instagram post just said, I posted a photo to Instagram, and it was a link to the Instagram <laughs> post apologizing. And it said it under that. Well, people are people are uh, getting hot and heavy about it. Seems like point. you guys are getting real. Nobody got so mad when he killed his wife. <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Patton Oswald's getting a little taste of what he likes to dish out to people simply for hanging out with a friend. Um, also, here's something, Mike. I wonder, do you think, uh, will he get invited back next year to do a spot on Dave Chappelle after throwing Dave Chappelle under the bus for the last two days? Honestly? Probably. <laughs> you think? Like, Chappelle strikes me as one of those kind of guys who would, like, yeah, be like, yeah, Patton, come do a guest spot. And then Patton comes over, does the guest spot, and then Chappelle goes on right after and is like, now, Patton, why were you talking all that shit on Instagram? Fair enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could see Chappelle doing that. That's true. That does feel on brand. That's true. Be like, you're really going to say no to an arena? That's really, yeah, that is kind of the move. <laughs> just invite him, like, invite him to every <laughs> single one. Just plan your tour around Patton Oswald's tour. Because Dave Chappelle is the kind of guy who can do that and oh, just yeah. does shit like that. Just plan your tour around <laughs> Patton Oswald's tour and just invite him to every show. Everyone. That'd be so dope, dude. Yeah. Just work out an hour where you and Patton are apologizing. It's hilarious. Well, you know, if Dave Chappelle was a real groundbreaker like me, he would do that, you know? All right, let's move on, Mike. We got to wrap this up in a couple of minutes. Mike, you book a comedy club, right? I do. All right. Well, 
I got to ask you a question. Okay. I, I texted you this the other day, but I didn't want to talk about it. Am I only good at stand-up if the room is buried? Um, Am I only good on like a show? Is this a thing? Is this a real? Because I feel like every time that room is in a hole, I can out, I could dig out the hole. But anytime that room is good, I do terribly. Okay. Well, hmm. This is a personal issue. Okay. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's about the way the show is built around you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the people who are I'm going to put up on a show before you, mm-hmm. chances are, are going to sound nothing like you. Mm-hmm. So if they were really enjoying the people who were on before you, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be their cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But if that fucking, you know, Brooklyn horse shit isn't working on them and you come out like, hey, I'm going to say retard like four times in my set. I did not say <laughs> retard once on New Year's Eve. Okay. But you know what I mean? I would like to say that uh, uh, I did pretty well on that show and set the room. You did. For the people who closed it out. There, Well, you know, it was good for the next four comics, but there was ultimately like five comics too many on that show. <laughs> sure. Um, but it was not good before I got on that stage. No, it was, it was going pretty bad for mm-hmm. the first, you know, two or three comics on the show. You went up, fucking killed, and broke the room open, okay. and uh, the next few guys did really well after So is it just happens to be those rooms, or... Because people always seem to like the energy. They just don't... Sometimes they don't... Eh, like, I don't like what you say. Yeah, I think that really is it. I think it's just a matter of, like, you know, the the... I don't know, like... I the, think if people have been being a little soft, and then I'm going up, and I'm, I'm always a little... I'm a little gruff... With some of my material. Right, but I'm saying if they're laughing at soft, right? If I put up somebody like, you know, Harris Alterman or like one of these quote unquote like alt comics, you know, know like somebody he's a little more out there and weird and you know. Like I I like to put those guys up early because they're usually pretty high energy and you know, if their stuff is working, chances are that crowd, just for whatever reason, is not gonna mesh well with what you're bringing midway through Mm. a show. But if I had gone up early, I'd probably do better in that room. Maybe I doubt it honestly because it's you're a rough person to give the bullet to. You know what I mean? Because it's just very... in that just in that particular room. I can do that fine. Yeah, I mean, well, look, if you're if you're yeah if you're coming up I off go the up, top, I can go up cold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have you host in in a lot of places like that because it makes sense to just bomb bomb hit them with it early, let them know what they're in for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it's a if it is like a tight room, right? Like the bullet is is naturally going to be the 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 spot where the the room is the tightest, mm-hmm. um, you know. So hitting them over the head with you early is not necessarily what I need to be doing. You know what I mean? Well, I think it makes sense when to I ease s- them into a show. When I started doing stand up, and I'm not going to talk about this too often on the show. I think it's kind of terrible, but I just something I wanted to talk to you about real quick. Um, that's why we're doing it at the end. Um, but it is this thing where, like, when I started, I would always host. But I guess I was doing these weird hostile rooms, like, that were, like, barked-in bar shows. So I'm just kind of hostile from that space. Like, I was always, like, hosting at, like, uh, Local 138 and, like, various fucking places like that. And people, like, even when, like, those outdoor shows were happening... I was hosting a lot of outdoor shows for largely Hispanic audiences in the Lower East Side in the cold and, like, crushing. But that's different than a Williamsburg, Brooklyn audience, I suppose. Bro, if people are coming outside Uh in the cold to watch comedy, like, I expect them to be broken enough for you to make sense to them. You know what I'm saying? 
Fair enough, Mike. Like you have to be you have to be a, a, a particularly like just a sad individual to be going to outside comedy shows no, and, and like winter hood time. Dudes. It was like it was like it was like hood shit. Okay, I remember, bro. I'm just saying. I remember having this argument when I met you at uh, like the cheesy spot, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like shit like that. I mean, you know, like I looked down on the fucking chick who was booking that show mm-hmm. for a reason. You know what I mean? Like I hit her with like very off the top, being like your outside show in a fucking lean to. Yeah, is not impressing anyone. Well, I mean, no, but there was a point when everything else was closed and that place was open and there was 30 people there on any given show. Okay. It was still the cold in the middle of fucking winter. Fair enough. Okay? If you're going out to that show, you're fucked up. (laughs) Period. You don't have a big enough apartment to be willing to stay in your house is what you're saying. That's really what it comes down to. Hmm. Okay. So it's like, yeah, like, yeah, your, your shit would make sense for those people. But I'm just saying, anytime... Anytime I've gone up and people have been like, this show sucks in your room, I do well. Yeah, because you're, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't think I can explain it any better, right? You are wildly different from almost any other comic that I book, hmm. right? So if they're enjoying the comics that I put up so far and I put you up, well, that's a wild change of pace, right? But if it's fucking going terribly and right. I put you up, they'll be like, oh, shit, they got funny people here. I do, but I tend to do pretty well when you have just like a bad show of just like six people at midnight. Okay. Like, I think, and like some people were just like, why are you good at this? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just talking to those six people. Like, I feel like once I can just talk to six people, it's fine too. I don't know. I mean, we had, uh, we ended up getting the midnight show off last night. It's kind of a shame you didn't show up, honestly. Was it fun? It was pretty fun. Yeah, I was supposed to be on that show, but then the uh, train was running shitty, and it was raining, and I didn't want to ride my bike. It built up. It started with five people. We got it up to like nine, and then oh, that's uh, a good show. yeah, and by that's the end, mid- that's a good midnight show. Honestly, by the end, I uh, I did actually need you um, to fucking hold the show long enough for a chick to get there. But oh, who can't? I mean, you just don't have a chick on a show. I mean. I know it's bad. It's it's such a weird thing that that's like bad optics, but like if horrible I'm, optics. It's horrible optics, but if. All the girls that you have booked have COVID or are fucking late or just can't get there. So I it's canceled, like your fault. I cancel on all the comics, uh-huh. right? And then I was just scrambling because we were like, all right, screw it. We're going to get the show off regardless. And I was scrambling to just find a woman. The woman who I had booked was like, nah. Well, we're getting a little inside without explaining it. So like, if you don't have at least one woman on a sh- like. A lot of times people are mad if you don't have... I did a show once where a girl came up to me and was like, not a lot of late. I hosted a show in Bushwick once where a girl was like, not a lot of ladies on the show. And I was like, there was eight comics on this show. It was me and then three girls and five dudes or something. It was like... No, it was three girls and four dudes. So it was like three and five. That's like fine. And it was like... Brand, like it was like it was a diverse show. There was not a lot of ladies, and I was like, "There's a good amount of girls on there." It was three girls on this show. Uh, we're dudes that like the the people who run the show are dudes, so they're friends with more dudes. It's just how being a person works, right? And well, there also is like uh, there you know, but it's like bad optics for you. You gotta remember, women buy tickets. Right? I understand that, but it was like, yeah, a girl said that to us. Uh, but it was like, it was the kind of it's the kind of thing where it's like. An acceptable answer should be, yeah, I had three girls booked. Uh, they all ca- canceled. They all got COVID. 
That should be an acceptable fucking... Like, if somebody goes, how come there's no women on your show? You should be like, hey, I book this many women for every show. At least. I generally book one, maybe two. You book two women for every show. It's five times. every show. Just about. Hmm. Most. You try to. Try to, yeah. A lot of women don't want to come out to Brooklyn to do stand-up if they don't live nearby. Hmm. Because the women who are very good at comedy are very in demand... And you can't throw a rock without hitting a male comedian in New York City. It's very fair. I've tried. Like, like I'll literally say this. If you ever want to know why there's a... I've said this before, and I'll say this just right now. If you ever want to know why there's a gap between the amount of men who are in comedy and the amount of women who are in comedy, go to an open mic in a torrential downpour. There will be 20 dudes still there and zero women. That's not true. Now maybe it's different. When I started comedy, if it was snowing or raining... You would get to any open mic, even if it was one that typically had like 10 girls at it, and there'd be one. Yeah, I would say there's like between one and three girls. Okay. During a torrential downpour now. Okay. There used to be zero, mm-hmm. and there normally would be 10 at that mic. But the same 20 dudes are there. You might knock off two dudes. Like two dudes aren't showing up to that mic. That mic still has, it would normally have 30 dudes, and now it has 25 or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a, like, if, if, if you've ever wondered why there's a disp- disparity in the amount of comedians who reach a level, a low level of semi-professional comedian, right, which is not a fucking high bar, it's that reason. Like, if something changes in our lives, like, men are going to be like, I'm going to keep doing this thing that is I'm failing at actively, whereas women are like, well, that sucks and I'm sad, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Like, or, you know, it's raining. You really just, you're going to let me bury myself here, aren't you? They can't get their hair wet. Don't get racist here, Mike. That's fucking, don't you, don't you do it. You heard that? That's the Booker of Brooklyn Comedy Club. All right. Who just said that fucking racist ass shit right now. This is how you respond to you saying the words, you're going to let me bury myself, and then me trying to jump in. You are a real scumbag. Absolutely. You're a real scumbag. You know that? I meant because they got a perm, like legally blonde. It was a white girl. All right. All right. With the faces. It's an audio medium, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, let's see if this one comes out. How about that? Oh, would you How about that? This is all fun and games. It's all fun and games. Moving on. We're wrapping this one up. You could follow me at Chris from BKLYN on Twitter and Instagram. At the M Harrington on both of those platforms. Uh, you can listen to Mike's podcast, Stick and Portly on the Gas Digital Network. Catch me on High Society Radio. Uh, and go check out all of those uh, very female-friendly shows at Brooklyn Comedy Club. And also, Mike, you know, we, we haven't been here for two weeks. I wanted to do this before the new year. But I wanted to thank you, actually, for something. And it's related to what we were just talking about. Um, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for, you know, the last year and a half or so helping me build this show. And uh, I, I think it's been very good. Um, the people who are listening, really, it, it very much resonates with them. People do not miss an episode. People seem to love the show. The people who are involved are very excited about it. Hell yes. I think you can agree with that. All seven billion of them. All seven billion of them are very, very engaged. They can't wait till a new show to drop. Um, And I just wanted to say thank you for that. And, uh, you know, I had one goal when I started doing stand-up. 
uh, and I, in some ways I've passed it, right? I did some, uh, you know, I've done a bunch of, I did like various festivals and I've been on the road a bunch, but I always, my, my only goal was to just be regularly working at any New York comedy club. Like, um, do you know what Pip's comedy club was in Brooklyn? Never heard of it. It was a comedy club in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. Uh, when I was a kid and I would pass by it with my dad on the way to his restaurant, it was on the same Avenue on Emmons Avenue. Uh, and I was always, uh, my dad kind of explained to me what that was. And that's kind of how I got interested in comedy as a kid. Um, I knew what that was. And, uh, my mom wouldn't pay for, they had kids comedy classes on the weekend. My mom wouldn't pay for it. She said it was too expensive and then made me go to little league, which I hated because the pants were gay, which we talked about on a previous episode. Um, baseball pants are, if you're wearing those actively and you're not a professional baseball player, I mean, examine yourself. But, um, <clears throat> So I just want to say thank you because you helped me achieve that goal. You helped me build this thing. And I really, it really has meant a lot to me. And I just wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank you before the end of the year. But thank you, Mike. You get a lot of shit on a lot of these shows. So I just wanted to say thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Good night, Mikey. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why.
say goodbye.